Welcome to our MSology podcast, Disease Activity and Progression Matter. I'm Stephen Manners, editor of MSology. This program has received unrestricted funding from Novartis Pharmaceuticals Canada. In this episode, we're going to talk about disease progression and why that matters. This topic, we're very happy to welcome back to our nursing panel, Peggy Cook from the MS Clinic at the St. John Regional Hospital in St. John, New Brunswick. Hi, Peggy. Hello, Stephen. And Jill Nelson from the MS Clinic in Burnaby, BC. Hi, Jill. Hi, Stephen. So we've talked about disease activity, uh, the relapses people have, and and how important it is to report them so everybody knows what's going on. But now I want to focus on disability progression because that matters too. So I'll start with Jill. If, if the doctor tells a person that their MS is progressing, what, what do they mean by that? How do you explain that to them? So progression means that their daily symptoms that they're dealing with um, are slowly becoming worse that what they were able to do one year ago may seem harder or they can't do as much or go as far, and this will not get better. Uh, We may see some stability in the progression, there's some worsening, and then it kind of stays at that level, but we don't expect improvement. So it's it's a very different picture than a relapse. So, Peggy, is this progression different from those times when you know, a person has a relapse and they don't fully recover or it seems to take a long time for them to get back to normal. We do think that it is normal. Uh, we do have some some really good science people out there finding out why it's different. And what we those relapses are usually caused by new activity, so new inflammation. But when you have progression over time, that is most often caused by lesions that you already have that are in your brain or your spinal cord, but your brain and your spinal cord just are not able to adapt to those lesions being there anymore. So quite often a lot of the lesions, MS lesions or plaques that people have, they're usually silent and they don't cause any symptoms. But over time, your brain and your spinal cord, they're less able to adapt to those those lesions or those plaques being there, and that can cause some of these symptoms of progression. Now, Joe, do people know when they're progressing? Um, are you listening for some clues from what they say that maybe that they are progressing? Well, it it does take time to to be able to diagnose that a patient is in a progressive phase because it can be very slow, and on a day to day basis, you won't see a difference. Um, but if you look through a larger window of time, a person may realize that there is indeed a worsening of their functioning level. And since MS can fluctuate on a daily basis, it really is important to look at changes on a larger time frame to see if the worsening is continuing over six months, if it's sustained over like a six-month or year basis, and not a relapse or, or a temporary change. So, for example, Jill... If a person said to you uh, they had no problems making the the circuit through the the mall shopping uh, a year ago, but now they find they kind of want to take a rest halfway through, would mm-hmm. you see that as a sign of progression? Yeah, that's that's what we need to look at is what are they able to do now versus a year ago? 
Um, if, if they said a month ago, I could do them all, but now I can't, that's just too soon to say, well, you're progressing because there, there still is room for improvement there. But we really have that six month mark and year mark to, to determine that it is um, a state, a, a sustained state of, of worsening. Thank you. What what signs do you listen for when people are talking to you? Are there are there things that you commonly hear that that kind of raise a a red flag in your mind that there's maybe progression going on? So yeah, just like what what Jill was talking about that you know a lot of people we we do only see them once a year or talk to them once a year, and at that time it is a time for them to to reflect and think back. Um, like she said, could I walk them all three times and now I'm only doing it twice? So we do look for those things. And in the clinic, we do certain assessments that will look at those things specifically. So a timed 25-foot walk to see if it takes longer. But you don't have to do that. Some patients will say that, well, I noticed that it takes me longer to get to the bathroom. You know, some, some patients, some people with MS have, they frequently have to go to the bathroom and they don't get a lot of warning. And if they don't get there quick enough, then they can have some bladder incontinence. So they may report that they're having some bladder incontinence, but is that because it's taking them longer to get to the bathroom or is it because their bladder symptoms have worsened? So you do have to, to look at all of those things and look at the big picture um, some people will say that they find when they're eating that they're dropping their fork more often. Those are some of the, the things that, and some people don't even notice that until they actually sit with someone and talk about those things. So those are the types of things that we listen for, that it's taking them longer or they're not able to do as much as they used to. And the, presumably, Peggy, the, the person's family can often provide information to you as well. Oh, for sure. Their input's very important. Yes, without a doubt. Okay, what about other signs, Jill? Uh, I'm thinking of cognitive or mental symptoms, uh, you know, fatigue, difficulty thinking, uh, problems with memory, depression, anxiety. Are, are, are these part of the picture of progression? Absolutely. Uh, all these symptoms can, can worsen and progress because they're all caused by disease activity um, in MS. So, we, we do know that cognitive dysfunction does progress slowly through the disease. Um, and also when you look at fatigue and depression and anxiety, these can all be managed through medication. They, they um, not taken away and not resolved, but, but managed. So it will help to lessen the impact that they can have on the quality of life. Okay. Now, now with these physical or cognitive symptoms, Peggy, um, what kinds of impact on a day-to-day level do these things have and, 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 and what can be done about that? So they, they can have, have a huge impact and I think people should not just ignore those things. So if they are having some, some trouble thinking and they need to look at, are there any other reasons for that happening? Are they not walking as quickly? Is there another reason for that? Because although it would be nice, our people that are living with MS, they can also have other things that happen health-wise also. So if they have arthritis in their knees and that's preventing them from walking, 
and some deconditioning is happening, then they need to, to uh, see about the arthritis in their knees. Is there something mm-hmm. they can do for that arthritis? Um, if their, their, their cognition and their fatigue is complicated due to not sleeping well or depression or anxiety, then you need to look at those things and not just blame everything on NMS and I'm progressing and I'm not going to get better because you can decondition very quickly or there's, you're in the middle of a pandemic and you can't get out and do the things that you normally do. And that can also affect your cognition, cognition and your mental health uh, along with your, your physical progression. So be careful not to blame everything on MS and, and just uh, accept that you're progressing and there's nothing you can do about it because that, that isn't the case. So presumably, Peggy, they, they still need to be going for their regular checkups with their family doctor. For sure, yes, yes. They definitely should do that, yes. So, uh, Joe, if a person thinks they're, they're getting worse, maybe they think they're, they are progressing. Um, maybe they think that, that nothing can be done, so why bother contacting the MS clinic? Uh, so what would you say to that? What, what can you do if a person's in a progressive I, phase? Yeah, so it, it's very important to contact the MS clinic. There's always something that can be done. It, it may not be possible at this point to stop the progression, but managing the symptoms can actually improve functioning, whether it's through um, medication or rehabilitation, like physiotherapy or counseling. Um, You know, we've had many treatments to prevent relapses that have been developed over the last 30 plus years. And now we're starting to see disease modifying therapy becoming available that can slow progression. And there's more focus on the progressive side of MS in research. We have many ongoing trials testing medications to slow the rate of progression. So it is a promising time where, you know, all aspects of the MS disease activity soon can be modified with therapy. Um, so not to give up when, when there is progression. There's always something that can be done. Good. Uh, Peggy, what, what advice do you give to people to help them help themselves through this period? So to, to recognize what these symptoms are, these progressive symptoms, and, and is there something that we can do about them? Even if we have to go through each symptom one at a time, and would physiotherapy or occupational therapy help? Is there a medication that can uh, help with the stiffness in your legs so that you, you can get out and go for your walk again? So those are, that would be the advice is that to... You know, don't don't limit who you talk to and who you reach out to to try to manage these symptoms. And you know, some of the social media um, groups they can be helpful if there's someone that has a symptom just like you and something that's worked for them. So there there are resources out there. Call your MS clinic, your family doctor, reach out to people. Yeah, but with the social media, I guess they have to be also a little wary of, you know quack cures and and so on (laughs) yes for sure so yes you you certainly do and a lot of people tell us that some of the things on social media either they want a whole lot of money and so you should uh you know beware of those because those are usually 
you know, snake oil treatments and they're not going to help you. And then something yeah. else they tell us is that a lot of the social media groups can be very negative. So mm -hmm. it, it would take, you know, we, we warn people that it can take a while to find the group that, that fits you, that feels right for you. Uh, the MS Society also has a peer-to-peer -peer support program that they will help find someone that's right for you. So just talking to someone that is just like you can can be very helpful. Okay, good, good. But, well, thank you both for this. Uh, you've been listening to our MS nursing panel, Jill Nelson from the MS Clinic in Burnaby, BC, and Peggy Cook from the MS Clinic in St. John, New Brunswick. Thank you to you both. You're welcome, Stephen. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Be sure to listen to all four episodes in this series on disease activity and progression matter. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the program. For MSology, I'm Stephen Manners.